Morning, podcast family. No introduction necessary. But I tell you, if you might need to reintroduce me, because I sound like a tratty. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Being a little nasal today. Nothing against the tratties, though. Sure loves them all. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to new episode. Um, giving a quick up with data. You know so that Michael Jackson, after we talked last week about this, um, what is it called? A documentary they did with oh, Oprah. Yes, and, you know, poor Michael in his grave, they're still... I think I saw something that they had. Grave. I saw something that they raised him from the grave. Did I show you that? Oh yes, you did. I, think that was I don't great. think that was they real. Up his, to get back. evidence, sad. But you know, even at death, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, they took down his display. They had a pair of his fancy gloves, his fedora, an autographed poster. They removed it. Staples Center removed "Beat It" as one of their songs. Um, Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton as I like to call him because you know we're <laughs> friends Louis Louis Vuitton um, has decided not to produce some garments that they had that were inspired by Michael Jackson oh, please. Um, the Simpsons removed Michael Jackson the from the episode that he did in 19, they did a 1991 episode they removed it from syndication um, everybody's like trying to de- gang up on a dead guy and you know <laughs> It's unfair. But why they gang up with a dead guy? Supposed to, uh, a live guy? What does it matter? Yeah, I mean, really. What does it matter? What he, you know, this man was tried. He was found innocent in two thousand five. So was R. Kelly. And now these two. Wow. Why is it? I mean, same deal. So but now he's not here to fight for himself. Yeah, well. I always say the wheels of justice grind slow. Either way, you're dead. <laughs> it's still grinding. <laughs> it's sad. But anyway, um, they know, said you know, his you money know, ain't been hurt, so. You know, his children, I mean, they're the ones that have to deal with, I mean, who are his kids, like blanket and pillow or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> but them kids was always, it's a weird situation. They're the ones that have to live out to hear people defame their father's name, if that's even their father. I don't know. That thing was always shifty to me. But anyways. So. Moving on to better news. But don't get this. I forgot. T.I. says. Uh, don't listen. The rapper? Don't just listen to no to one and expect to find the truth. Oh, that's right. Dead man can't speak. So what's the point again? Uh, Yo, Ti. Sometimes you be dropping some knowledge. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> son? Anyways, speaking of knowledge, uh, Friday, Friday night, uh, Ben and I went to this uh, Black Financial Empowerment uh, networking event. Power to the people. That my friend usually have. You know, shout out to B Solutions. Shout out Google. Helps you to buy a house. What? Re- doesn't he do real estate? You said? Oh, yeah, yeah. He does real estate. <laughs> shout out. Yo, I appreciate you, bro. You know, not many people want to come out their pocket. You know, I think he did uh, pay for, there was refreshments, cupcakes. You know, I love a cupcake. Oh, I still came. I could be up to last night, yo. That thing was good. Wow, because the they did shot, they did the pack food shot. to go home, but yeah. So um, <laughs> the, the, that was with the crew that was there packing up plates with the aluminum foil. I tell you, black events you always gotta have aluminum foil on oh, deck because you never know. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, but he, they catered the meal. 
you know, after they catered it, they they still had alcohol. They had, like, some rum punch that was made by this woman that was there that just started making a Guyanese uh, rum punch. So I guess to promote her, yeah, to promote yeah, her drinks. But whatever. she only bought, like, three bottles. But but <laughs> Guyana makes a rum, I don't know. I thought it was very mild. I told her to her face. I said, I think this is very mild. And she was like, well, you know, when you're bottling alcohol, it really can't be that potent. And I wanted to say, but that's Why the concept that? of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, Duh. That's some kind of a rum punch. All rum punch. Even the one they sell in Trinidad is mad potent, the one that you get at the airport. So I was just like, sorry, Charlie, not the best. But it was flavored. (laughs) Tastes a little like cough syrup, the one you had. Yeah. Passion fruit. But, you know, um, I mean, there were a lot of other, I guess, businesses, you know, that were there. There was like a financial, uh, like, I guess, what's Prime America? Like one of those uh, financial services. Services, whatever. Personal financial services. services. They had a girl that was making natural makeup. Yo, I, I'm still kind of like on the fence. About what? What she shaded me. Like, she came up to me, like, when we first got there, and she was just like, oh, I like your lip color, but I would like to. Did she say that? No, I would like to see. That's how she started. I would like to see you in one of my lip colors. And I was just like, like, what are you trying to say? No, B. This is Fenty. <laughs> but it wasn't Fenty, though. I still can't remember what it was. But I, I was like, yo, I bought this from Sephora. I didn't buy this, like, on the streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so even, like, at the during the event, I went back to I was like, yo, I feel like you, like, kind of molly shaded me on my color. No, no, but she was at it. She was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, I'm not trying to shade you. I was just saying, you know, I, she thought, I actually like your lip color. She, yeah, she but I want to get you in something natural, natural. without any preservatives. Maybe to kind of bring her stuff in. Maybe I want some punchline to kind of say, hey, check out my natural products or whatever it is. My lips was popping. Did she have business cards? I didn't see a business card. From yeah, she gave me a business oh. card. Plus, she was there with another person that makes, like, body butters. Um, and also like a domestic violence right but that same lady they, they work together oh. her natural cosmetics with that woman's natural, natural body, body care okay. and they make boxes like a gift boxes like for the different box almost, like, yeah 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 okay. so they do that for different holidays and then that other woman had and we're gonna try to get her on the cast um, uh, a non-profit concerning domestic violence as she said she lost her parent or yeah, mother to, to domestic violence, violence. Yeah. I mean you know, this is like I think the second event. The first one, you know, it was heavily laden with a lot of men. I wasn't invited to mixed. that one. This one was more mixed. They had females and males. Everybody had their own, like, you know, everybody was walking around telling people what they do, you know, try to advertise or I guess promote whatever they do in terms of business. And I appreciate that. Because we were able to give us some podcast cards. Hopefully, hopefully our new listeners are listening. But, you know, more importantly, we as a people have to come together. You know what I'm saying? Can we get some love? Can we get some togetherness? Can we get some love? Can we get some togetherness in the community? And speaking of community, uh, the next day we went to uh, Bab Caribbean Film Festival. But then I, we was hanging this week. I ain't gonna lie. We don't usually hang. You know what I'm saying? Why you gotta say it like that? We hang. We don't. We just don't hang like that. We don't usually <laughs> hang, but we was hanging this weekend. So, I mean, I mean I'm so... Before we started that, we started this event when I came to pick her up. I had a bacon shark. So we split that in half. Big up <laughs> like Trenton <the> City. <laughs> we only had half each. Because we know it's going to eat later. You know, can't be overeating, whatever. But we really just couldn't afford to buy two bacon sharks. They are kind of pricey. But I honestly felt bad, podcast family, for not even, you know, inform you guys of the Caribbean show. She did. She said it numerous was, times while we were there. Why we talk about this? Because I got the tickets, like, the week before. I knew we were going. And I really wanted to, I really wanted to promote this because I don't think a lot of people know that there's a Caribbean film festival as opposed to Sundance, Tribeca, all the major ones. 
Um, and you know, but then I saw the selection they had. But you um, started on Thursday. You went so, with your husband on yes, Thursday. I started on Thursday. Which is, this one was by Idris Elba, so you know I was up in there because that is my boo. And his own was called Yardy, and it was basically about uh, it was you know done in Jamaica or whatever, and it was touching on you know British descendants or whatever. So I mean, it was really a good film, and from what I understand, now it's in the movies. So if you Google it, I'm sure you can find where it is. It's Yardy, Y A R D I E. And then, uh, but I have to tell you, she, uh, you know, she told me she saw this movie. My boyfriend saw this movie probably like two months ago on Showbox or something like that. What's Showbox? Like almost like the Fire Stick, but they don't oh, have a Fire okay. Stick. Okay. So he said he saw this, and he was because he had told me I saw this movie. It was really good, man, Yardy. And then when you said it, I was like, is this the same movie? Uh-huh. And how come everybody else got to see it and I did it? So and now you still haven't seen it. So, anyways. Um, so then Bender and I went we selected a series of shorts and these are basically like 15 like 14 minutes very it's like short films all comprised into like one uh, one showing I don't know I feel like I was, I'm not deep enough for some of these uh, you know I, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I was shallow was I don't know if I'm shallow but some of them were shit. totally and people were clapping oh my I was like, also clapping because that was their peeps. Like, you know, the people who actually were in the, the films and the people who actually produced it, they have their friends or whatever come. So, of course, they're going to clap for that kind of crap. But me and Vendor was like, what the hell was that? I mean, they did have a few good ones. They had She's Paradise, which was a, a girl who was very shy to the dance hall scene or whatever in Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And they had, what was the other one that we... we I, I don't remember the one. Oh, Karani, which Karoni. was based... Karen, Karen, how do you pronounce it? Karen, thank you. Anyway, but the the one that one really touched a spot in my heart, you know, because it spoke about you know the du- duality, the duality in that show, Karen, that you saw just those little couple of moments on the screen, fourteen minutes or something like that, touched the spirit. And let me tell you why, it spoke of a young Indian woman in America Indian here. Guides. Trinidadian. She was Trinidadian. Yeah. <laughs> taking care of a baby while her own child was in Trinidad and she could not be with her. At the end of the movie, I don't know if she was going to try to kill herself or something. Yeah, it was a little... Very yeah. weird. But... Or she did kill herself. It made we, it we like just know. The bird flew back. He we went just, back to the bird seat. We just don't know. But definitely, it's you know, it was the, 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 the little... The mother crying out for her child and can't be there, but forced to take care of the white man's child, even though the child looked a little Chinese. I don't know what it was going about. Well, but when we say forced, I don't really like that word either. There's a choice that they come here and they choose to be a daddy. They get paid. They yeah, get yeah, yeah. I mean, they're getting paid. Some, some you know, I'm very comfortable happens. with this. We can talk about this at another time. Like, we had an episode, Who Will Stack the Oranges? So <laughs> we know I'm comfortable with the undocumented and I can speak on it freely, you know? Yeah, so I mean that was cool, and then there was a couple of ones that were done in Cuba that were, uh, yeah, a Cuban boxer. Mm, um, little kind of. There was one with two with a girl. Under who tunes. Was Where was that? Was that in Jamaica with the two young girls and the girl was being touched by her uncle or being oh being yeah like, abused and they didn't say uncle. anything because they said something like you know how men are. Yeah, so I mean check it out. Uh, the, the the last one we saw was called Panorama, and for all I don't know, you all know what steel pad. And it also had another one that was talking about Moko Jumbi, which is when, you know, people are standing on those high stilts, a little, you know. Yeah, 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 and I got to connect. I'm going to try to get my son in on this. So, I think he'll be good at it. Again, you know, Google Research Caribbean Film Festival, there were some great films, and I look forward to seeing some of them, because I think some of them started off as shorts, and they eventually going to branch out into a, a, a full film. 
So hopefully that happens and we can see how that comes about. And we missed the ting-a-ling-a-ling. That was the after party, yeah, but we was exhausted. Beat. After we had some oysters, you know. <laughs> we love an oyster. <laughs> so we didn't make it to ting-a-ling, which was supposed to be like a good old school kind of party. But I made it the following day to another old school party, which was like a house party theme. Oh my God, it was a great party i must say and you know the reason why i appreciate these kind of parties because you never go to parties these days and hear old songs every dj that comes on wants to play all the new tunes all the new uh reggae songs everything hip-hop songs but strictly i mean i said it before i went there i was like listen this house party better be a real house party it was in one of those big victorian houses you know in brooklyn i think that area is called is it called dipness park yeah mm-hmm. over there by the east like teach street like by the, the q Island. train or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. big house i mean it was very discreet you would not think that was a house we went inside it had security of course and then you went into this house and, I mean, very nice big house. But what I did find, I went upstairs to the ladies' room. But I didn't really go to the ladies' room. I went with my sister to the ladies' room. And I see the people was upstairs with all this stuff, like, pushed into the rooms. And they had, like, about four or five big rooms. And they had all their belongings, I guess, from downstairs, upstairs, or wherever it was. These were, like, white people. They were still in their house. What was smoking in the room? I was like, what the hell? Are you kidding yes, me? And the only thing that was upstairs was the, bath- the, the ladies' room. Because the bedroom was downstairs. They even had a coat check. So, yo, it looks like they And the people were this upstairs I in the house. You did not tell me this. the bathroom. Well, my sister, I'm like, wait, what happened? I was like, yo, someone's in the room. And she came out. I was like, yeah, smiling. I went back in. I was like, how many people house? do you think were in the house? That lived there? I think. No, it, that were partying. Oh, it was at least, at least 100. Probably more. Probably more than 100. Like, wow. maybe 150 or something like that. It was good. I mean, this space was huge. Huge wow! House. I wonder how much you had to pay to rent the house. I always house. had like a drop down, like a drop, a, a sunken living room. You call it right? Yeah. Like six stairs go down to the living room. That was a big space that we were and in. And it was all hardwood. Had, yeah. Then it had a bar. I mean, this place looks like it's frequently rented out. It had a lot of space. How how much uh, was the ticket for the party? I think it was like thirty dollars. Wow! So I wonder how much they paid to rent the space. I don't know. Thirty dollars. Yo, that's and hilarious that the people were upstairs smoking. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? And you know, they had strict rules, no smoking weed, because you know. And, of course, somebody did light up because you smelt it. And the DJ had to remind them, listen, respect the place. You know, no smoking in here. But they had all the, you know, they had the house party side. They had a little, what they call it, a little boys of kid and, what's the guy in? Kid and play. And, you know, it was great. People were dressed to the occasion. You know, some people were not dressed. I hate when people do not dress to the theme of the party. If they say come in all white, why are you wearing orange? If they say I hate that. School, you know I hate this. I hate this. Why are you wearing uh, Christian Louboutin shoes? That wasn't back then. Anyways, me and I my don't mind. came correct. I don't mind the dressing to the theme, but I don't like dressing to the color. I don't feel like you should impede on my life because you want to have a color party. You then know what I'm saying? don't go. Choops. Just don't go. That's the bottom line. Just don't go. Choops. So, I mean, they play, like I said, they didn't play any new music. All they played was old reggae, old soca, old hip-hop. They play, you know, so it was really cool. I think at one point the DJ kind of teased us for like family later, and then he stopped it. He was like, "Oh, that's that kind of party." I kept it moving. It was really a good party, so I enjoyed that. Shout out to Sick DJ Sick, you know, he's the one that hosted the party, and I'll be there next year. Me, me too. Yeah. Okay. DJ Sick. I already so, have an I mean, outfit. You have an outfit. I have an outfit. <laughs> Remember my daughter's uh, sweet sixteen. I have an outfit. I gotta go because you know I love an old school dub. Anyway, I mean, you just reminded me about old school days, you know what I mean? But speaking about school days, did you guys hear about this college scandal? It was very sad. 
again showing how white people always know that they're privileged privilege. in their world here. But um, basically, there's a, a long investigation going on about these elite people who basically bribe these, you know, these colleges to get their kids in. So it's dozens of individuals involved in this nationwide bribery. Um, charges were against at least 12, I mean, at least 12 of the defendants are detailed, detailed in the indictment. But, I mean, some people are, like, famous. I think, what's her name? Felice, Felicity Hoffman? What the hell she acted in? You know who that is? Who is she? I don't know, but she's got money. Lori Lachlan, like, a few of them. I mean, they named a few. They will be charged. They're going after them, which I do appreciate. But it's just sad to know that, you know, these people paid off for their kids to be in school. Um, millions of dollars. And I believe uh, one of the guys, his name is Singer, he pleaded guilty on um, Tuesday afternoon to counts of racketeering conspiracy, money laundering conspiracy, conspiracy to defraud the United States and obstruction of justice. And, you know, they say he was sitting there in a dark suit. Um, he described how he arranged for students' SATs and ACT results to be falsified by oh. students to take the exams in Houston or Los Angeles where he had bribed the test administrator. Uh-oh. He described the students as believing they were taking the test legitimately, but said that his test proctor would correct their answers afterwards. Uh-uh. So they're not charging the students because they believe the students were not aware that this was happening. Uh-uh. They were doing it on the back end because they were getting, you know, big top million dollars from their family, from their parents or whatever to get them in. So very sad, very sad, especially when you look at the people who put their blood, sweat and tears to get into a school. They might not have gotten the right SAT score to get in. And, you know, they end up going to, you know, a regular, I don't want to say a regular college, but a college is not as prestigious, you know, as such. So that's very sad to hear. Of course, it just shows how white privilege. And, it also and you know, it's so sad also these poor young black children that are studying their hearts out, not only blacks, but all children, studying their hearts out to get into these prestigious schools, and there is no option for them. Taking their SAT. Remember we talked about that story the other day with the girl that took her SAT more than once and then they held her score oh, yeah. for being a fraud? I mean, right. come on. Come on. Correct. And remember, there was a woman, I think, in 2012. They wanted to put her in jail. Her name was, um, she was in Ohio. Her name was Kelly Williams Bola. They wanted to put her in jail because she used her father's address to get her kids into a better school. Where she was living, did not have, you know, did not have, I guess, great schools. And she used her father's address to get in. And I think she had to do, like, years of probation. I think she was locked up for a couple of days. But this is very sad. And this woman just did it to get her kids into a better school. Let's say she committed some major crime. And to want to lock her up. And this, this is what these white supremacists are doing to get their kids in. Mm-hmm. I mean, very sad. Very sad. Hmm. Sad. Um, but did you also hear even sad enough in here, right here in New York, that this weekend... The kids that took their specialized high school exam. Remember, we used to take this test to get inside the Stuyvesant, Brooklyn Tech, or what's that other one? Bronx High School of Science. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Stuyvesant only accepted seven black students. Seven? Seven. Bronx High School of Science, 12. And last year, they did 25, so they're down. This is after the mayor has said he vowed to diversify specialized high schools, but yet still... No one gets in. Out of the 895 kids, seven are black. That is crazy. Bronx High School, 12 out of 803. Um, Brooklyn, Tech, Brooklyn Tech, 95 out of 1,825 are black. The rest? And what does that say? Is it because not enough black people are taking the... Like, like, I really need to know. Out of the students that took the test, the specialized test to get in... 
How many of them were black? Look at this school. Brooklyn Latin School, which Latin. is a specialized high school. 57 out of 540 are black. Someone's blowing their nose. I'm sorry, nasty, a little nasal as you can Nasty hear. much. Um, or Queens High School of Science, which is at your college in the middle of the ghetto, right off of the Ave in Queens. <laughs> Four out of 142 students are black. Come on, Sad. man. Sad. Come on. There should be some sort of geographic um, selection here. I mean, something's got to give. You know, good good shout out to the yeah, New York Times. Someone's got to pay somebody. That's what did you see? Someone's got to give some more money. I'm telling you, I mean, right? if people had more to money, to these damn schools. If people had more money, then my kids would be geniuses. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I would end up at a uh, New York Tech. <laughs> well, I went to a lofty school, so I, I can't speak about that. Oh, please. Um, you know, thinking about people that work at a school, everyone heard about this uh, woman who was at ShopRite in Connecticut, basically carrying on and acting a natural-born ass. Um, she, we don't know how this whole thing started, but her and this black guy started getting into it. They call her. Her name is Kareen Tehran. Um, she was standing right there in front of her two children, and she was carrying on like a lunatic in the grocery store. And at one point, this man kind of came up to her and was like, come on, you know, you, a white man, you don't need this, you don't need this supermarket, Samantha. And as he said <laughs> that, to, as her. he kind of pushed her away, like to say, come on, come on, you don't need this. And as he pushed her away, she turned back and said, yeah, I don't need this from this N. And this woman started cussing the N word numerous times. Big F word, only to find out she works in a school. That well, she, I'm sorry, she worked ED in a school. Why, did they fire her? They told her to leave. The, um, the superintendent of the Hamden Public School says, we don't tolerate anyone saying even close to the kind of things that she said in that supermarket on <laughs> Friday night. What she you said was vile and disgraceful. So, I, to me, she seemed like she was on something. Like, the way she, I mean, obviously, we'll post this video, but she decided like she was on. Oh, and then something. she started spitting. Oh, oh my yeah, God. You know, that's spit. the biggest oh, disrespect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody spit on me, I will lose it. Biggest, biggest disrespect. And even talking about somebody else disrespecting somebody else, this police officer in Miami Dade, I don't know if you saw this, but I'll post the video. It's a little long, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to post it. You know, I'm not really good at this. But regardless, <laughs> this man, um, a girl, two girls, black girls, called the cops on this on a, a neighbor of one of the girls because the man pulls a shotgun on them. And as he goes by and pulls the shotgun, they call the cop and they're like, no, he has a shotgun there. And the cop keeps going to the woman like, you need to calm down. The girl is like, what are you talking about? I'm not even being calm. I'm frazzled. Someone just pulled a gun to my face. It was in my face. And this cop, um, Alejandro Geraldo, just immediately goes to the left and then throws this woman on the floor. And she goes like, I have to leave here. I got to call my kids. I got to call my kids. And all she kept screaming was, I have to call my kids. I have to call my kids. And this cop went crazy on her. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And that's why they suspended him. And it's good for your ass. Only suspended? So what? How long is he suspended for? When is he going to be back to, to this yet another racist act? And this guy's what, Spanish? Spanish. I don't know. I've been giving the Spanish a side eye. I mean, I don't even want to consider all of us minorities, but are we really all in the minority category? Because some of them don't know they're the damn minority. This is the freaking problem. Hmm. Truth. Anyways, some of minorities, I don't know. I mean, New Zealand... I guess Muslims must be the minority there. Oh, because sad. I don't know if you guys saw this video. This video was heartbreaking and very disturbing. 
Um, I said it to Bender like, yo, it was an eight minute video I think that's out there. Sad. Where this guy got into his car and apparently he has like a, maybe a GoPro or something on his head, recorded the whole act. So it totally looks like a, a video game. Gets out the car, takes out his guns, and the guns was a rifle. That's not a real. It's a rifle. Written, I think the rifle has <coughs> words written all over it. Excuse me. So what else is sick too? Say this one is for like I guess he got all his like why he's doing this written on his rifle. He walks into the bus, starts shooting everyone. I mean everyone inside. This guy shoots, and he goes back in his car, gets I guess more clips. That's what they call it. Whatever. Gets more ammunition, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to go back in, and I'm like, why is he going back in? It's clear as day that everyone is dead. He goes back in and shoots them all again to ensure that they're all dead. And the crazy thing about it, I thought to myself, maybe my husband was surprised. Somebody wants to come in and shoot the place. We would just act like we're dead. <laughs> Clearly, that would not have worked because this guy came back again and started shooting them on top of the fact to that make he was sure they were really dead. To make sure that they were dead, dead. Came back out. This lady, poor lady, was on the floor crying. She got shot. Shot her right in the head. Help me. You just shot her. Help me. Really? That's Bender? what she was saying. I know, but jeez. I'm just telling you. <laughs> telling the story. I'm just giving you um, a little animation. Thank you. He gets back in the car and starts driving crazy on the street. And all the time I'm thinking, where the hell is Popo in New Zealand? Even as he's driving, he sees people walking. He shoots his gun through the window and shoots random people. I mean, this was clearly an act of terror. He, this guy was an animal, a clear animal. And, you know, the New Zealand what, prime minister, the lady, she was like, this is totally against, I guess, what anybody would think is acceptable, you know. And I guess they're going to... She to- came out really strong, though. I have to tell you, I appreciate her. First off, she went to the funeral dressed in a hijab, a baj, hijab. Oh, her- <laughs> hijab. Hijab, hijab. Um, she went there dressed just, you know, like them. And she basically said that they're going to support the victims' families for as long as it takes for them to get back on their feet. Yeah. And she also basically said, like, yo, we're going to put some gun laws in place. And, you know, I feel like for this woman as a uh, the leader of this t- town to stand up so strong against this kind of stuff. You know, this stuff happens in America all the time and nobody really cares. It's like, I look at our oh, leader. Did I need to say anything about this? Well, he's not oh, really I think he said something like, you know. He's the lead. He ain't my damn leader. But what did he say? Some crap about this. What did he say? Yeah, basically, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Benda. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think he said something like nationalism is a small, the, 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 you know, this white supremacy is a small I- facet of all things. Um, but but we've seen this numerous times. I mean, how small is it? And you know what? It's going to be more emboldened now that he is still the president. And that's what we've been seeing these coming years, that people are just very bold, you know, at this time. And, you know. On Twitter, he said, the fake news media is working overtime to blame you for the horrible attack in New Zealand. Fake news. Thanks for catching up to us, Ben. Fake Thanks. news. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And he does not view white nationalism as a rising threat around the world, despite the evidence to the contrary. But did you, I think, uh, what's her name, Lottie Love? Is that her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. She had some sense of the profile, like, because, uh, you know, they always put the victims... Saying that he was bullied as a child as or a something child. like so that. So now they want you to have some kind of compassion for him. He and was she was like, I've been fat for 89 years getting bullied. <laughs> 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 and I ain't killed nobody, so Please get out of here. several... Seats, basically, is what she was saying. 
And it's so true. And they posted, I think they had posted two, uh, I guess, newspaper articles side by side. She said, stop making excuses for a wicked man. That's exactly what she said. So, I mean, you know, just sad. Just freaking sad. And, you know, they always say if it was a black person, I was telling somebody about it. It was like, oh, did they get the guy? I was like, yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. So if it was a black person, what would happen? He would be dead. Let's be real. They would have shot him. But it took them eight minutes to get a cop there. That's was one he, thing you can it say. It probably was longer because the video was eight minutes oh, to so How long they took to get a cop? In New <laughs> a York, cop. In New York, that would never happen. You do something here, and just say a black person has a gun, shoot. <laughs> First of all, they're going to stop like 50 black people before they get to the <laughs> Are you the one with the gun? Are you the one with the gun? I told you this story before. I don't know if I ever told you this story. When my son was little, little my son was little, and we were in the house, we were having a party. Not a real party. Some of my family was here from Trinidad, and we were having a party in the house, and my son was like, the cops are outside. And I was like, boy, shut your mouth with your foolishness. And when I finally got him to go and look to the window, because he would not stop saying it, Mind you, he was in the living room with me. He had no way of knowing. We was in, like, the dining room. No way of knowing what was going on outside. Uh The cops had my husband and my stepson, or my ex-husband, thanks. Um, (laughs) How great does that sound? The cops had my ex-husband and my stepson, um, who will always be my son, standing outside the front car and basically saying that two people had accused them of a crime. A person had accused them of a crime, and we had to wait and see. And they basically came by with a cop car with somebody in the back seat that we couldn't see. And they drove slow. They made them turn and face the car. And they asked, is this the person? And then they said, oh, you're free to go. Let me tell you something. I went ballistic on the road. You know? <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the cop was basically like, well, you know, we're doing it because if it was for you, you would want us to do it. And I was like, yo, I want you to do the right thing. You know, I get crazy so crazy (laughs) but in that moment it's real crazy and they were like pulling me back inside the house it was just chaotic and just one word if that person would have said left to right no it is them they could have been you know correct in a whirlwind of trouble but just to show you black get back and what white you're right (laughs) so i see phaedra got a new boo Oh, he looks yeah. almost like Apollo. How he does. wanky. How wanky. Talking about bad love. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is like, you know, Phaedra, Phaedra. You know, I don't too care for her on the show because she was in a whirlwind of lies from the time she got pregnant, what month she was, because she tried to portray herself as some kind of Southern Belle or Southern Peach, whatever they call themselves down there. And she was all along a thought, which is fine, which is fine. Well, only a thoughtness, man, like me. <laughs> I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess she wasn't the as a thought because I guess she's a lawyer or something. But, I mean, it, it was just sad to see how, you know, their relationship declined in terms of him, you know, being caught out there and her acting like she didn't know what he did for a living or how he bought, how he was spending $5,000 on strippers because that was revealed on the show. But, you know, I guess everyone needs love and whether it's a... Uh, uh, what's his name? What was the guy's name? She was with Apollo Replica. Uh, it's something good. She can still, uh, you know, fake it off like he's a father of her kids. But so this guy looks like Apollo. He does. And you think about, you know, someone like, I mean, I don't know what this guy does. Uh, but he looking like a little thug. But who don't like a little thug loving? It's a, it's a snack. <laughs> he looking like a little thug. Something fat. But like, you know, Phaedra as being this lawyer. I mean, I won't say she's a great lawyer. Don't only case she's no for Bobby it, Brown. Bobby Brown. That was it. Ain't nobody up in the party. 
Obviously, her dad's was on fleek. My dad's was on fleek. I got some video of that too. But anyways, um, think about her being a lawyer and dating these men that are really not on her level. See, I mean, every time of the conversation is like, did she that constantly dumb herself down? Like, or is you know, like. I, I don't know how she's finding these men. Like, you would think a person, a woman that's a lawyer, you would think she'll probably find a doctor? I mean, is that wrong to assume or somebody that's, you know, having a better career? You, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this conversation because as a black woman that is educated, <laughs> who went to some of the mediocre schools in New York... <laughs> Middle middle level schools of New York City. I I find it very hard to understand where people are supposed to find people. You know, we talked about this with dating and, you know, dating somebody where you're going to find somebody online dating. But it's very difficult to find somebody to what you you consider on your level. You know what I'm saying? Level up. You know, because you would want to date somebody making more than you. You would want to date somebody that was making a rap. But I mean, what are you like? Let's say you make a hundred grand. You want somebody that's making a hundred and ten, a hundred or oh, two hundred grand. <laughs> that, that <laughs> well, be... what I'm saying is that you want somebody that's comparable to you. So it be, you might be making a little bit more than them, might make a little bit more than you, but you guys are on the same level. To me, that same level. So you know, when I met my husband, I made less than him, even though I was more educated than him. Uh-huh. And you see? So you, it, it was very annoying. It was very annoying to me to know that he made more than me. After I had gotten, I was struggling to pay my student loans. No, I mean, as I was struggling to pay my student loads, I was struggling. And he basically went the blue collar route and was just working and making money. And I was struggling as a college student, still a college graduate trying to pay my bills. So it was like, man... Who said school was for everybody? <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> but my my ex husband was a downgrade for yourself. I yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, at that moment when you were for dating a crackhead, him. he's an upgrade. But for me, he was a downgrade. <laughs> but what I'm saying, <laughs> but what I'm saying, at the time, you thought you were upgraded. Like, no, no, no. Time, I didn't think I was upgraded. So, but by the time you started dating your husband, you knew that he was beneath. I don't want to say beneath well, you. I don't want to say nice. beneath me. That but, sounds horrible. Yeah, it does sound horrible. But when I met my husband, I was already getting, I was about to graduate with my bachelor's. Um, I was already in school for my master's. I was doing like a joint combined program. So I was like en route to being great, you know? Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) And when I met my husband, he was working off the, my ex-husband, he was working off the books. It was me that encouraged him to kind of seek out employment. I was a bank teller. And that's the thing, like, but I think when you meet someone on that level, you said, like, as you said, when you first started dating him, he was making more than you. You was kind of like, that's weird to me, because in my mind, a man, as as we spoke about gender roles and that stuff in the previous, you know, episodes of the podcast, you know, I no matter what, I always think a man is supposed to. Well, that was my thinking going up. Like a man should be making more than me in a so, relationship. So maybe I misunderstood you when you said marrying down. You don't mean marrying down because the person is less educated or less smart than you no, no. or is it marrying down because they make less money than you because you can marry somebody that makes less money than you that's as smart as you that uh, that's on your level that you can have a decent conversation with but is the the concept of marrying down based on the type of person you marry or is it based on the money that the person the brings skill. into the relationship correct but you know when people when you even look up like marrying down or the concept of marrying down people always talk about what 
a person does. Because when you first meet somebody, they say, oh, you know, your baby, oh, what, what does he do? Mm-hmm. What does he do for a living? That's what people usually ask you. You go to, like, a networking event, oh, what is your line of work? Right. You know, white people, never, they never have a problem asking you when you, yeah, so uh, what kind of work are you into? They always ask you this kind of question. And so when people hear the work, if you say, oh, like, for example, this lady on this uh, website was saying that she said, oh, my husband works in a warehouse. And it was like, a, a warehouse? warehouse. <laughs> so they don't know if this man is, like, making more money than her. They just knew that she was, you know, a, a grad student. And it's like, oh, you are with someone that works in a warehouse. He cannot possibly be making more money than you. So I guess it's basically, it's almost like talking about somebody, like, in terms of class. Oh, yeah, they call it a social class, I don't think right? it's about, yeah, social I don't think it's about money because they don't know how much this person is making. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I don't know. This concept, so I guess, but it, with this concept of marrying down, is everybody marrying down, or is this only when you look? Is it a double standard? Like, is it only for women? So I was watching this new show on Netflix. Did I tell you about this thing? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like about in India. It's in India, and they had this um, wedding planning company, yeah. right? And this guy wanted to marry this girl, and when he wanted to marry her. The mother told the wedding planners, in order for you to get this job, you have to investigate this woman and bring us some dirt on her so that my husband, that the son won't marry her. And when they found out, the only thing they could find out was that she had had a previous abortion. In this day and age, they still expected the girl to be a virgin. And the son basically told his parents, like, I just want to let you know, that was my child that she aborted, even though they weren't together. So he ended up telling the girl, you know, I told my parents. And she said, you told your parents that because you guys are rich, that you think you could look down on me? Or that I should expect, like, I should, like, justify myself that you're not the first man that I've been with in order to be with you? And she bounced. She was like, she left. She was like, I'm not doing this. But they ended up getting married because the wedding plan was like, come on, they're going to be dead soon. They got a lot. Yeah, they got a lot of money. Just sit down, sit down, (laughs) sat down. Request them to buy your own house so you don't have to live with them, and use the money. Wait for them to croak. So, So, but you know this married down thing. So, are you gonna miss the one that you believe that you're so in love with, or the one that you believe is supposed to be? Wow, that sounded very uh, cynical. The one that you're so in love with. That's not how I meant it at all. I'd be like, you know, real, I don't know. Real. Sometimes I'd be debating how much you really believe in love. love? Do really you believe in love after love? Do you? Are you serious? She's a cold-hearted snake. Anyway, look into those eyes. Are you willing to miss oh, out oh, on the person you think you're supposed to be with, as opposed to dealing with like a jerk? She's a lover no boy play. because he has like a great. Uh, career going on. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this marrying down. Because anybody, anybody can be married down. A man can marry down. And I've seen, you know, sometimes because a, a man is supposed to be up. Right? But I've seen that also that a lot of men that are, like, so educated kind of speak to you in, like, a bad way. Like, talking down to you, like, you should know better than this. That kind of way. Uh-huh. Or, like, remember that movie Enough with Jennifer... What's her name? Lopez. Lopez. <laughs> I was going to call her Perez, Jennifer Lopez, when the guy was like, you know, like, you should be happy to be with me because he was rich and she was yeah. poor. And when he hit her, he was like, and where are you going to go? Where you going to go? Until she gave him enough. But you know what? And I, and I disagree with this. All because someone is not college educated doesn't mean they're, smart, they're not as smart as you. Right. So I don't even know if I believe that. You know no, because I mean? college has surely not worked out for many. <laughs> and as you can see, people are getting into colleges without even having any credentials. But yeah, all because, I mean, I don't think because I went to college and my husband did it that I'm smarter than him, you know. I should think he's smarter than me. I have no problem with saying it. But 
So I don't know if I believe in this whole thing or because someone's college educated, they're so smart, and they're with someone that did not go to college and, and did a trade as opposed to that, and you know, they're so smart. So I mean, I don't really believe in that either. So, you know, I mean, everybody has their opinion, right? So whether or not find love, that's my opinion. Find love. Love. I don't know. I think you still need to consider. Like, let's say you're with someone. That's and conversation. <laughs> find love. Find commitment. Find someone that is willing to go to bat for you. Are you done? <laughs> Are you done? That's the things you need to find in a mate. Someone that may not be physically all there. but Disabled. They could be a little disabled. Whatever the, the, the issue is, they need to be committed to you. Are you committed to me and the making of me? It sounds halfway real. Wow. Halfway real. But anyways. <clears throat> yeah, so that's it. I mean, marrying down, ladies. I mean, but if you really are dating someone and you feel they don't have the potential. Because sometimes you can be with someone and at that moment, they don't have it all together. But you see the potential in them. And then you think that you're marrying down per se. And they end up being on top. And if you are marrying if somebody that's if you're somebody that's below you, don't be all preachy about it. Like oh, you know, you oh, I'm with you, but but you know, I could be doing better. Oh yeah, be I can, humble. Can I make more money than you. Sit yeah. in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sit in the pocket. And you know, I thought this conversation was gonna go a different way. Like for me as a woman, even though my spouse may make less than me, I really believe in being in a relationship with someone where my man is the one that says, "This is the way things should be getting done. Manage it. Let's manage these finances." Oftentimes, women are the ones that have to take over and control everything. Yeah. And even if the person is, you know, making less than me, I still expect this person to be in a position that they can... Could, wear the penis. Could, come on, man. Pull up the pants. Stop with all these men walking around here wearing panties. Come on. You want to see that. You want to see a strong man that can say, come on, you're doing foolishness now. Sometimes a woman needs to be checked. I don't mean physically, but come on. A little yeah. shake. A little <laughs> shake don't hurt. A little shake. <laughs> come here, girl. Come on, girl. <laughs> you know, don't go to the end, but come on, just you need somebody to put you in pocket, like you know you're really wilding. And we do it for our friends all the time. Like you talking to our friend, you're like, yo, you're being nasty, get it together, or you're acting out, calm down. So you could do that for a friend. You should be able to have a spouse with you that could do the same thing for you, right? Yeah. And and that doesn't require them to be more educated than them. You know, one thing I used to admire about my ex husband, he used to read the newspaper. I did not. So for me, that was like a gold star for him. Unfortunately, he had no ability to maintain after a while what he read. So it was like, blah, <laughs> you know, whatever. Because he was always reading the paper. And I'd be like, man, because, you know, on a so personal smart. level, I don't read the newspaper. I don't watch the news. But what else? I'd be like, wow, you know, he's smart. not that educated. But look at this guy go. <laughs> but then when you ask him a question, like, he's like, yeah, you know, come on. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> I am the I am the poster board for married, married down. down. Yikes! Well, the good thing about that, no I'm the one. bang bang Started bang, on the bottom bang, now. bang 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 bang. Anyways, Caribbean corner. I don't know what this girl says. You know what she says, Nadine Nadine Sutherland. Y'all know action, not about amount. That's a what? But I would we, think you would get, blah, 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 You should know up. the words I this. never know the words As to songs you, Ever You are with a Jamaican reference I know You could get the words but I, I mean Google. who could get Google could give me the words <laughs> But I don't know any songs Even when I was younger I didn't know any words to songs Like my friends would be like Just don't even sing Because <laughs> it's like All I can remember is the rhythm Like oh Two fall out of the yard Two fall What a cocker What a cocker What a hymn 
Well, cock ain't want a hen. But the cock ain't give me a problem. Me decide to sell it cock. But I'm not about to sell it again. I might give from my parents them. Anyways, they did something. That was a good tune, man. Shout did you hear out. that at the party? I did. Yes. That's, I know it. I need to get Yo, it was Pepper C. And you're like, hey, hey. <laughs> did you give a little healing toe? I didn't do the healing toe, but I did like the mock the dread. Oh. Did a little Jamaican skank, you know. My son is so oh, funny. Um, no, this is totally butt. random conversation. Hey, goes. My son tells me like, oh, I think we dance better now than y'all used to dance before. I was like, oh, boy, y'all knows no. nothing. Because no. when you went there, all you was trying to get is a spot on that wall to dub all night. But not even just dubbing. We had so much, especially when it came to dance hall reggae, we had so much different dances. Different but that was moves. towards later on. I mean, in the beginning, when you when I first started party, it was like, yo, you want to get a spot. And when up. one person is going to the, like, when you go to get a drink, the girl goes straight to the wall. You can't let that spot go. People fighting to get that spot. <laughs> on the wall. They fighting for that spot. Now nobody dances on the wall. Everybody dances in the middle of the floor. Nah, I still dance on the wall. Just saying. Before. <laughs> Not now. Listen, I still dance. What the hell? What the oh, hell? Am yeah. I dead? Anyways, ladies, let me start over this conversation. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, so it was her birthday last week. I didn't know this girl was still alive. I mean, who hears about this girl anymore? But wow. hey, you hear about it in Caribbean Corner. Check us out. Also, Buju's concert. It's not an Look easy lady. road. Oh, my God. He the came out like a child. Oh, my God. Yo, his skank. Yo. His skank. First of all, yo, his knee, like, how he comes up, like, yo, this guy. Like, under the, sh- under the throat. Right there. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you. I ain't gonna lie. I feel a little jelly that I wasn't in Jamaica. Like, I feel like I should went to Jamaica. One of our podcasts. But I had to be in VIP Because it was crowded. Packed. I don't know how people in the back, the nose, I don't know how they even saw him. He probably was like a little white dot. On, on the, the grandstand. <laughs> they have some people, but at least they had a chair. Because everybody else was standing. I don't standing. give a shit about this there. You, you might as well You know how long you was there, though? That concert started at 8. Uh-huh. And it didn't. And he didn't get on the stage till after twelve or something like that. Oh, that's, that's when he started. Because we, we were on the phone talking. It does because you'll be able to get to Trinidad. And now I feel like I should have bought my ticket for Trinidad because I was worried about getting on that flight. But I would have got there in time. And now the flight is like a thousand dollars. You checked it? I did. I was like, <laughs> when I saw what time he got on stage, I was like, nah, I could make it. Because well, remember, I, was I wasn't gonna get there till nine. I must say the booster tickets over Trinidad says it starts at three. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to go out and see if I can see this concert, but there was tons of people there. Marshall was there. Um, Stephon Kef- Dodd was there. Was it Stephon Dodd? But Marshall wasn't singing. He was just in the audience dubbing on some chick. Oh, I guess but that's Stephon Dodd actually sang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his song. You know. But anyways, Barris Habit, yo. I was like, yo, I was jamming. Uncle Barris. You heard this whole drama that's going on with Boudreaux and his son. Yikes! Oh my sad. God, this is sad. sad. So sad, but you know they say Buja has seventeen children. Ugh. So they were basically has. saying he had. has. I said oh. when you have that many children, it's just like. But what's the drama with his son? Like, what is? I mean, it's sad it had to come out now, especially during his his moment. His like, son tried to file charges against him, and I heard that the police was like, "Come on, I already bought my ticket to the concert. How could I arrest him?" <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Like a really good intel. <laughs> I heard it from a Jamaican. Hello. So that means it must be right. <laughs> so you have to wait till after the concert before we can arrest him. So, but you know, just as gun, this concert will continue. This the concert is called "The Long Walk to Freedom." Um, 
March 30th, he'll be in Bahamas. April 21st, he'll be in Trinidad. Easter Sunday, you heathens. Um, April 27th, he'll be in Barbados. May 4th, he'll be in Suriname. Beijing wanted him to apologize for boom, bye, bye. Get the hell out of here. You know why. What's Um, Suriname? Yeah, he'll be in Suriname on May 4th. Um, May 11th, he'll be in Grenada. Uh-uh. Well, he'll be there. June 15th, he'll be in Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Oh, yeah, and June 29th, he'll be in St. Kitts. More dates to be added, you know. I don't know. I've been trying to see what date I can make it, but it's looking dim to Jim. Trying to make this we'll Suriname. We'll post this <laughs> Suriname. Who's the to Suriname, right? It's probably the best vacation ever. Uh, but. But, we'll um, see. Bush yo, was out there. I'm going to tell you, he was giving it. I didn't see the whole thing. But I don't like his dress look mad, scanty, like tin. Not a fashion dread. In my real dread. Rasta. Yeah, I guess so. But tin, tin, tin. He used to wrap that up in a bun. But, but um, it looked like the top was in a bun and then it was strang tanned down. I, I love Just, you still, oh. Bougie. But love you still. I tell you. So. Strangest feeling I'm feeling. <laughs> Lastly, shout out to Queen Latifah. Happy birthday. As a Jamaican should say. Forty nine. Happy birthday. She's not Jamaican, okay? So yeah. Uh forty nine years old. She'll be fifty, I guess, next year, big five oh. Queen Latifah, I think she looks good for her age. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Happy birthday, girl. Thicker than the snicker. That's our cat. I would not say thick, but anyways. Whoa, what would you say? I'm just saying there's a line between thick and fluffy. Oh, I hate this word. You know, I, I, I had a weekend, I had an episode with this. You know, I can call myself fat, but I don't expect other people to go be fat. Like, for real. Like, if you say, like, what, you call me fat? Like, <laughs> yo, I will go crazy if you call me fat. <laughs> and I don't want you calling me fluffy either. Like, my, my, um, this guy I met one time was like, fluffy fabulous. I was like, what? <laughs> what did you call me? Fluffy fabulous. He said it again. Yo, my eyes was like just slits the way I was squinting at him. Like, yo, you don't even know me like that, bro. To call me this fluffy fabulous. How embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. Anyways, as we check out, holla at us next week. This is Raw Dog Show. And I'm Brenda the Bender. Check you later. <laughs>